Welcome to The Sound, KQAL-FM's weekly behind-the-scenes look at Midwestern-made music. From writing and recording to distribution and promotion, The Sound is your source for new releases and exclusive interviews from Midwestern artists. Support for The Sound is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Rolling. Tonight on The Sound, we check out the latest release from Bad Acid Cult. I sat down with Jason Robertson, the creative force behind Bad Acid Cult, to talk about electronic music and his new double album release, Ryukendon Hikari and Ryukendon Kaji. Inspired by the music in the NES video games Ninja Gaiden 1 and 2, this release has special meaning to Robertson, and we dive into the themes of friendship, loss, and paying it forward. I'm Bill Stoneberg. Stick around for Bad Acid Cult tonight on The Sound. That was Riverbanks from Bad Acid Cult, and uh, I have Jason Robertson from Bad Acid Cult in the studio with me today. Hey, Jason, how's it going? It is going fantastic, Bill. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, for sure. And uh, welcome to Minnesota. You recently moved here from uh, across the river, right? Yeah, I've betrayed the great state of Wisconsin, and yeah. uh, which was my uh, ancestral home for the majority of my life, and now I've Right. Been living on the uh, the the mirrorverse version. The mirrorverse, yeah, exactly. 
exactly. Yeah. Everything is backwards here. I swear it to God. It is. The toilets, the water goes the opposite direction. <laughs> you know, I always refer to Wisconsin as the homeland. You yeah, know? pretty like, much. <laughs> well, you know, I lived in La Crosse, Wisconsin for 18 years. And, uh, you know, I was so used to the north side and the south side. Oh, know? right. Especially since, you know, we have the other side of the river on there and it, it goes north to south on that side. So mm-hmm. moving up here and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to the north side of town. And people are like, oh, you mean the west the side? Right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's right. The river is not a perfectly straight line. Right, right. Runs east and west. I had a huge argument with my girlfriend in high school about that. She was, I was like, well, the river right there runs east and west, though. And she's like, uh, no, the river goes south. And I'm like, <laughs> well, generally, but yeah. right there, it's running east and west. And she had not wrap her head around that. And I said, <laughs> okay. And I'm like, let me take the That's map cool. out. And you see how You're it cute. curves here a little bit? <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not a straight line north to south, true Fun north stuff, or south though. for that matter, yeah. Right, right. So I'm glad we got that figured out, um, everyone. Uh, tune in next week. We'll be here again talking about the direction <laughs> of the river. No. In case you wanted to know, it's moved two degrees right. due to erosion. It, <laughs> but, it, uh, it is a whole thing now. Right, right. But no, seriously, we are here to talk about music, talk about bad acid cult. Um uh, that last tune, River Riverbanks, you had like you've got some visuals online. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the stuff is on YouTube. The visual is kind of like a shot from the bluffs of the river. Yeah. Um, is that like a new tune that you wrote after moving here, or is yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually kind of inspired by uh, running around uh, that beautiful graveyard you guys have. Oh yeah, I forget the name of it, like Woodlawn or Woodlawn, something. yeah, Woodlawn yeah, Cemetery. Yeah. yeah. We uh, you know climbed to the top of that and then uh, just kind of see over uh the city and i was thought i was like oh this is a really beautiful view and then i i found a, a picture that my dad took he sells you know riverview real estate and stuff and, and it's just more of a, like a kind of a like, like a love letter to um the upper midwest uh mississippi river valley you know cool but in instrumental form right just because you know um i always intended Maybe eventually they have vocals with some of the tracks that I've done, but mm-hmm. um, I've never been comfortable comfortable enough to figure out what my vocal styling would be for it. Okay. I, I've done vocals on, on a number of different projects, but I also kind of like the idea of just kind of keeping an instrumental for the majority of it mm-hmm. and just let the music do the talking. Um, I am releasing uh, two albums on April 22nd, um, one of which features the first time I've ever had a, a, a hip-hop artist Ooh. do um, lyrics and, okay. and stuff for it. So um, I think we're going to be playing... Is that the Emperor track? Yeah, it is. Cool. Yeah. yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to play that next. Right, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I'll talk a little bit about that. So that was kind of interesting how that kind of came about. Uh, originally, this song was going to be an instrumental, like the 98% of mm-hmm. the stuff that right. I've done, except for uh, one other collaboration that I did with a, another DJ named um, Murder Queen. Uh, and Ooh. Yeah, she, she provided vocals for that. So that was pretty cool. Um, but this one, um, I went to, uh, I, I played a gig at, uh, at a party in, um, this cat named, uh, Sam who performs as Ethotype. Uh, he was doing a set and he really kind of reminded me of the, uh, the kind of hip hop that I'm into, like mm-hmm. Rhyme Sayers, Anticon, oh, nice. like yeah. Doomtree, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, ex- like existential kind of uh lyricist but fast rapping and uh, i was like oh man i want to work with this guy and he heard my stuff you know because i op- i was like one of the opening acts and we kind of jammed it i was like yeah we should work on a track i'm like well i got an album coming out and the, I, nice. I, I have this one track that it's a little bit too slow i think uh to put as uh that, that I, I i could put in my set that i was performing mm-hmm. i was like let me send it to you if you want to you know put some rhymes on it so he ended up um so the the double album is music inspired by and remixed from the first two ninja gaiden mm-hmm. uh games for the <laughs> nintendo right. entertainment system right. it's also a kind of a new thing for me too is to do a, a long form remixing uh because mostly i write my own stuff top to bottom right so right. um but I was like, and the, the the story of this, why I decided to remix the first two Ninja Gaiden games is like when I was, you know, like 13, um, I met one of my best friends 
and we bonded over the Ninja Gaiden games, like during mm-hmm. um, rec- or not recess, uh, PE class. I was talking about video games with my buddy Rob, and who or who would be my buddy Rob? And I was talking about how I had a hard time beating one of the level bosses, and he was like, "Oh, I'll come over to your house. We'll we'll, mm-hmm. we'll beat it together." And then we ended up beating those two games, and then becoming like best friends, and then in, right. in middle school, high school, and then like roommates in college, and like, and then uh, he passed away from cancer when we were. Uh, at the tender age of 25. Um, oh. So, yeah, that was kind of a bummer. And I was uh, playing another game on Xbox that kind of reminded me of the Ninja Gaiden games this winter. And usually in the wintertime, that's when I like to um, go into creative mode, you know, because there's nothing else really to do. Mm-hmm. So my mind just starts spitting out stuff. Um, so I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be fun to remix one of the Ninja Gaiden games and right. put that out as a single or something like that? And then I'm like, well, that one, was, that one was pretty fun and easy to do. Let me try this one. And then little did I know that I remixed an, an entire game's worth of music. Cool. And then I was like, well, maybe as a bonus, or you know, I'll I'll do one from Ninja Gaiden 2. And then, then that kind of snowballed it as well. And I was like, oh, man, I got two full mm-hmm. albums. But I was also like, well... You know, this is kind of based on other people's work, so I don't want to sell it. Um, then I also got the inspiration to, like, you know, put it out as a tribute album, free download mm-hmm. uh, for both albums. Uh, well, it's more like a double album because it's m- like one long piece. Mm-hmm, right. And then if people wish to, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to say you have to or not, um, make a donation to any kind of, like, cancer research type stuff right. since, you know. It's kind of done. I'm releasing it on my buddy's birthday, too. So that's like April 22nd is okay. his birthday. Right. So it's kind of like a postmortem birthday part. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. um, that's a long way into leading into talking to Sam about uh, this track, Emperor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told him the, the whole story that I just told you. And he's like, oh, man, that's awesome. It's like, I think I'm going to kind of base the lyrics on the entirety of Ninja Gaiden 2. So. Okay. Uh, which this track that we're about to play um, is from. It's like from one of the cutscenes uh, in the video game, and uh, like he he sent me the track and um, with with his vocals on top, mm-hmm. and it just blew me away. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's the story behind the song. Very cool. And then is there a, do you have a link to like any specific um, um, organizations people can donate to for cancer research or well, I've been saying just kind of choose your own or well, cancer.org that, that leads to mm-hmm. the American cancer society. Okay. That's usually okay. like the one that's easy for people to remember. Right. Although I'm also told that there's other um, cancer uh, research centers or, or, or outreach or mm-hmm. uh, various other um how do you say, uh, like assistance programs okay, right. that are, are probably better than the American Cancer Society. But I, okay. that was just but, kind of what I had off the top of my head. Yeah. So I perhaps on the day of the release, I'll probably release a few different links just different to let links. people know what their what their options are if they wish to donate. Right, right. Um, but yeah. Nice. It, it's just, you know, um, I, I oh, during this whole pandemic thing and, and – uh, just in general, in the last few years, I've just been feeling like there's not enough goodwill in the world. You yeah, know? yeah. And it's like if I can use this as a small way to kind of you know pay it forward, mm-hmm. and just um, you know, also I've got friends and family who are still fighting these Battle. fights. You know, yeah. so yeah. anything that can help them keep going on, that yeah. that's a big thing for me. So yeah, I think anyone who isn't touched by that already. Um, is lucky because yeah. it's it's so prominent. Yeah, so yeah. prominent. Well, let's hear the track. This is uh, we are talking to Bad Acid Cult. Well, we're talking to Jason Robertson, who basically is Bass Bad Acid Cult. Pretty much, yeah. Bass added. Cult. Ba- bass added cult. Right, right. We add bass to all the cults. <laughs> right. Like you need, you got a cult. You need some bass. We'll hook you up. We'll hook you up. The bassomatic. The bassomatic. Um, <laughs> Slices, dices. <laughs> right. But well, yeah, we're here with Jason Robertson, uh, Bad Acid Cult. Uh, this is the track Emperor. Right, you're listening to it on the sound right here on 89.5 KQAL. Rains, dragon fangs, parasitic blade with a taste for pain. When the dark emits, will the light permit? Past this plane of existence to flip the script. 
One man clamped through the heat of the sand Peace in the land left to speak where he stands Left with no other, the love is devoid The demons employ seem to creep up behind Decides to reap with the ego divides He rides in the dust, must be something inside Then he realizes the time is divine As the signs point to violence and evil embodiments Encountered by tribesmen of chaos Emperor sent him to find him a payoff Immortal balance, he quickly diminishes Threats from a distance with trust in the name of His father and the ones he lost Along the path to salvation for those he loved Stopped in his tracks by the one he saw Shut an ominous energy menacing Without a trace of thought Whoa Anything destined to cleansing the altar of hell with the quest for his maiden All of a sudden the air turned to ice Chills down his neck as he noticed the voice Been here before in a state of amnesia As vertigo grips on his being with a vice ball Empowered by the sight of the seance Takes a deep breath and plummets into the face of Visions of past he remembers the path As he slashes and stabs at the heart of the shadow Incision to the gates of dark above the bastard He mastered the ways of love Stopped in his tracks as demonic blood trickled into the blade Evasively replacing what he came to stop Whoa That was Emperor. That's from the album uh, Ryukenden Kage. Uh, that's uh, part of the double album released by Bad Acid Cult. And in the studio today, we have Jason from Bad Acid Cult. Uh, Jason, so you were just telling us a little bit about the background of that song, the inspiration, the inspiration behind the uh, double albums uh, based off of the game, um, uh, the NAS game, um, Ninja Gaiden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, let's see. So this is the first time you've remixed basically other like stuff that you didn't build from the ground up you right know? yeah <laughs> uh, how did that work like technically like what did you have to do um like you'd mentioned to me to be before that uh, some of these um the initial uh tracks and beats are only like 30 seconds long you know yep. like so how do you expand that into a full like you know five minute tune you know? <laughs> well basically i i um found the original midi files and then just kind of deconstructed them mm-hmm. just to see which parts are what uh be like okay this sounds like a bass this is drums you know um and then i would listen to the original soundtrack at, at its um uh original bpms and um volumes and whatnot and just mm-hmm. see how it was kind of mixed together originally right and then kind of cross reference with what uh, i had deconstructed and be like okay that's good uh i i like this synth part i'm gonna you know pump this up a little bit more mm-hmm. uh the baseline here is all right but i'm gonna kind of change it you know there was a lot of switching of plugins and and uh patches and then changing bpms mm-hmm. and uh and then adding a bunch of other stuff too, just to kind of make it something uh, a little bit more unique. Um, I mean, it, it was it was a whole lot of fun, and it was a lot easier to do than just to straight up write stuff, right? Because I mean, it's I mean, uh, it's all there. I, I understand what, there's a right, lot of people out there yeah. who who do remixes uh, exclusively uh, because mm-hmm. you know you can basically just. Yeah, um, it's basically like um, going into a room that already has furniture in it and be like, I'm going to move this over there uh-huh. just because this, this chair is a little bit too close to the window. I'm getting glare from the TV. Right, right. You know, you know there's a skeleton there already, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, like um, as a a person who writes stuff from, you know, from scratch on mm-hmm. a regular basis, like, you know, um, it... it you know, there's a lot of times where when I start writing a song, I'll just I'll come up with a beat, and then usually it's drums, then bass, because then I'll have uh, a, a beat to kind of mm-hmm. you know keep me a, a semi in time. Right. That's the joys of working electronically because uh-huh. uh, and writing in MIDI is that if I screw up um, on hitting a note just right, I don't have to go back in and you know play the whole phrase over again i can just go in and just move it you physically move the note yeah yeah i'm like oh my god this is so easy and at first (laughs) i was like you know uh dogging on myself for uh, you know 
using that as my uh, writing process. But at the same time, I, I, said, I was like, well, you, not to you know, compare myself to Mozart, <laughs> but dude wasn't on there with a violin all the time practicing right. it over. He's yeah. writing all He's that stuff down on a piece of paper, yeah. you know, and sounding it out in his head or on a piano. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I'm, I'm sure there was been many times where he'd be like, yeah, no, that note, that needs to go back just, you know, just, just little, one yeah. one little bit, uh, one count, you know, right. kind of. So really, so, that's all he had to do too. Is just move the note on the on the paper. On the yeah, staff pretty paper, much. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's a, a lot of artists that I've uh, uh, admired over the years. Like Mozart's one of them. Mm-hmm. Like Trent Reznor. Like the people nice. that can, like, if you listen to their music and kind of try to de- deconstruct it in, with your ear, you can hear that a lot of the parts that they have that form these like rich tapestries are just simple little like three note structures. Mm-hmm. You know, be like right. do 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 do. You know, like, right. like, yeah, and uh, and they just kind of repeat on the background, moving up and down octaves and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of learned how to do that, you know, uh, myself and, and just kind of like build for something really simple and then kind of build it into something quite elaborate and, right. and uh, a, a, a richer tapestry at the end of it, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, it kind of. I don't know. That was a little tip that was brought to me by one of my friends who was visiting from Belgium, who was also an electronic mm-hmm. music producer. And I, and I would, I was just starting out, like, because I've been doing this for ten years, right. I want to say. And uh, starting out, you know, uh, you know, I, I sang in um, hardcore punk bands and mm-hmm. rock and roll and heavy metal and right and all that stuff so i was a, a decent vocalist on on for those specific types of genres but i've always been into like industrial and techno mm-hmm. and and hip-hop and stuff but i i never knew the process you know right it was also kind of the reason why i joined you know uh, rock and roll bands just to kind of demystify a lot of the stuff that i mm-hmm. as a listener be like oh, what is that sound right how do they make right. that how sound? Are they making that yeah yeah, yeah yeah i wanted to know how the sausage was made mm-hmm. and yeah, then when, totally. I learned, <laughs> when i when i learned how to make the sausage i'm like i want to try making some of the sausage and then i right. hand the sausage off to other people who make sausage mm-hmm. and they're good at it and they'll be like needs more time yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, a little basil over here, you know, a yeah, little yeah. base. Totally. But yeah, he basically told me that, like, it's like, yeah, start small and build and then just, you know. Yeah, yeah. It gets, it's because it's kind of like you have a simple theme and you just repeat that theme in different ways, different mm-hmm. variations, and and pretty soon you've got something that's more complex, you yeah, know? Yeah. Pretty cool. I love it. Um, well, let's get back into some tunes. Um, so we're going to play some more off of the, the double album here. Okay. Um, next up, we have uh, Shinobi Streets. It's Act One, Shinobi Streets. So I think you were telling me a little bit before about how uh, the tracks are named and listed. Mm-hmm. It goes kind of in chronological order as you go through the game. Is that yeah, the idea? Yeah. Like on the final release, the, the, like I, I pretty much... the. Uh, the labels that I gave you were kind of like to kind of keep the order in my head of how uh, the songs would have appear in the game. Uh-huh. Uh, this this one, this particular track that's coming up, I believe this is the music from the very first stage okay. of the first Ninja Gaiden game uh, that ever appeared uh, on the Nintendo Entertainment System. So it's basically, if you want to have a mental picture of your head, uh-huh. picture a ninja running through the streets of Tokyo or something, you know, basically fighting monsters and demons or whatever. In yeah. that pixelated form. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, well, let's get to it. Let's hear it. This is uh, Act One, Shinobi Streets. This is from uh, Bad Acid Cult, uh, who we are speaking to in the studio today. Uh, check it out, Shinobi Streets, right here on The Sound on 89.5 KQAL.
That was Shinobi Streets from Bad Acid Cult. Uh, that's from the double album called uh, Ryukenden. Uh, I'm going to see if I can pronounce the subtitles here for the, al- the album one and two. It's Hik- Hikia. Hik- I can't. Hikari. Hikari. Hikari and uh, Kage. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that's album one and two. Or Cage if you want to be that way. Cage if you want to be that way. Sure, Rage Cage, sure. baby. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but um so you were talking a little bit about um your background you know coming from kind of hard rock and punk and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh being a vocalist and then learning more about um um electronic music and how that's put together like you talked about how you can just move a note and things like that mm-hmm. you know and um um i've often been curious about how the sausage is made like <laughs> yeah. you know for dance floor music stuff right, like right, that right. you know as well um i always thought it would be amazing you know, uh, playing in bands and stuff, you're up on stage and you can interact with the crowd that way and stuff. But I always thought it would be really fascinating to like create something and then have it played and be able to sit back and watch the reaction and watch oh, how yeah, people interact yeah. with that music. Is that, can you get that experience when you perform live, you know, because well, you're busy up there too. Yeah. That's the, know. that's the problem when I, you know, I'm, I'm doing most of the stuff on my, so, or on my own. Um, Unless I have somebody, you know, come up and fill in on certain parts, but generally, like um, the way I work, it's it's pretty um, one man band kind of thing, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's not kind of intense up there. For yeah, you. it's not terribly exciting f- to watch either. You know, like I mean, <laughs> I was used to be in a high energy rock and roll band where I was like, you know, running across the stage doing right. power slides and you know getting people's faces. You know, yep. the, the band was the show where this is more like ignore the man behind the curtain just be, get out there and dance shake your like, booty and yeah, yeah i'm yeah. I'm just some Feel dude be, you know twiddling knobs and and <laughs> playing with a synthesizer you know it's not right. exactly right. rocket science there would be a lot of times where like one of the first you know the first few gigs that i played i would make specifically like video wall animations and stuff yeah just so people had something to look something at like I mean, in the olden days, uh, like when raves first came around, I mean, you didn't have that. You maybe had light lasers and fog, you know, and like, you know, people were there to basically dance and they didn't care Mm -hmm. who, you know, who was in front, you know, when the EDM came around and like, you know, I was like, oh, oh, we got to watch the guy. You know, uh-huh, wave his right. hands behind the the two right. uh, decks, or you have some dudes in helmets or a mouse yeah, head yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's know? what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, I mean, I mean, I, I thought about doing something like that, but I'm also oh, like, I'm like, I don't know if I can really pull it off anymore. You know, uh-huh. like, or or if people would care, right? Because yeah. like, um, I, again, you know, uh, when I when I perform live, I, I r- I'd rather have people listen to the tunes because mm-hmm. like my setup live is like I bring like a MIDI controller. And since I have a, a a crappy back that I've basically thrown out at the age of 25, um, carrying a lot of gear mm-hmm. um, yeah. is a real pain. Also, being in mul- multiple just bands, not desirable. Oh anymore. no, no, yeah, you know, and setup too. Don't uh, to heck yeah. with that. So yeah. yeah, I've I've learned to work quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Like the majority of my synths are all uh, soft synths that I can kind of you know toggle between on my laptop again another reason why my live shows are not exactly exciting to watch you know <laughs> but i i you know, the the last few shows i've actually had more people dancing than watching so that's cool nice yeah, yeah. like you know i and, and making sure that everything triggers at the right time mm-hmm. and i and i play the certain parts that i want to play out live like there's certain like little lead parts that i like to, mm-hmm. to play just because they're really play. fun yep, yeah yeah and then, but there's some parts that there's, it's would be physically impossible for me to do all right. of them. Right. Cause I mean, we're talking about like 40, you know, like 30 to 40 different, you know, separate instrumentations that uh-huh. are going on right. at the same right. time. And you have to, if you were to play some of that live that you still have to keep your head in the game to cue things. Exactly. Know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty ridiculous, but, um, yeah, I, well, it's starting to get some popularity. So right, right. I'm pretty well, and it, it almost seems to me that the um, um, the way people connect to the music is more of a uh, feeling it and feeling it in your body physically and moving. You yeah, know? yeah. So um, it's a, I think it's kind of a different ball game, and it's it's kind of cool. And, yeah. You know? Well, and and, and you, you were kind of asking like how I transitioned from you know being in like more analog style mm-hmm, bands right. to to being electronic. Um, you know, being, uh, when, when I was in high school, I was like one of those, like the copy bar of, of like 
seeing kids, you know, where I was mm-hmm. more like my main type was heavy metal and, and industrial, but right. like I also hung out with the, the kids who were into hip hop and, mm-hmm. and rap and, and, uh, you know, I would go to like goth industrial shows and listen to punk stuff. I mean, I was kind of all over the spectrum. Right. And then when I got out of high school and I joined my first hardcore punk band, that was pretty fun. And then, um, yeah, like, but I didn't really get a chance to start doing, I, I really had a, a deep love for industrial and techno music. Cause, uh, like as a, you know, the ripe age of 18, you know, I was going to goth industrial shows and going mm-hmm. to Chicago for warehouse raves and stuff. Right. And just cause I, I love the, uh, the renegade aspect of just be like, we don't need a club. Right. We're just going to go to just an abandoned warehouse and, and we're just going to throw a rager for like eight hours and then right. pack up and, uh, and get out, get the heck yeah, out of there. Yeah. So that, that was always was like super fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. And then like hearing some tunes that I've never heard before and be like, Oh man, you know, and be like, Oh, I love this. And I'm like, totally. it sounds so alien. And it wasn't until like, um, me and, uh, Benny Sweat of the Sweat Boys. Uh-huh. Uh, we used to, we had a a project uh, where we pretended that we were German nihilists and just uh-huh. played noise mu- uh, noise uh, music, right? Yeah, uh, which, which was quite funny. Was that ever released? Because I, I seem to remember you guys talking about that, but I don't know if I actually heard it. Well, I think uh, we had a few bootleg cassettes. Yeah, as as the scheisse. <laughs> Uh, it was what we were called, but then we found out there was an actual band called Scheisse. So then we <laughs> changed our name is. to Scheisse UK. Oh, so nice. Funny. So <laughs> funny. Yeah. The funny thing was, is that like, um, and, and I believe you had an interview with Steve Harm, mm-hmm. uh, it, like what of his quote about the, the, the thing that me and Benny did, uh, it was called a, a, a uh, noiseful cacophony of talently talentless jerks this is what he called us <laughs> nice <laughs> but, but it's funny how like you know just banging on synthesizers and drum machines mm-hmm. and stuff and and just making squelchy squealy yeah. noises actually leads us to learn our instruments right more. Yeah, yeah totally yeah. there's totally. a lot of kids out there who come to me and we're like oh i'd love to do this but i really suck i'm like yeah the quote adventure time the first part of being good at something is sucking at it's it sucking at like, it yeah just do it like totally you don't be, the key is to not get embarrassed with yourself, mm-hmm. but kind of be embarrassed of yourself to be like, I want you to be better. So you can it. get better. Yeah. 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 You got to have the drive and the desire to be better, but uh, also not rest on your laurels or otherwise people right, will think right. like, oh, that guy's just a narcissist. Just don't be afraid to fail because yeah. you're going to, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's you, how we learn, right? Yeah. And you can always be better. I mean, mm-hmm. geez, there's musicians out there who've been doing this since birth and they're still working on their craft. So right, right. yeah, don't, don't expect to hit the ground running, but mm-hmm. if you do for some weird reason, you know, also don't let that go to your head. Roll. Yeah. Roll with it. Don't let it go to your head and keep, keep exploring and learning, you know, really. Yep. So, well, let's explore and learn a little more about this album, man. Uh, let's see. Next up, we got, uh, the tower of Laja. Yep. So uh, this is Act Three, Scene Two mm-hmm. in the in the uh, game chrono- chronology, chronology, something like that. Chronological order. Yes, sure. that exactly. So uh, well, let's check it out, and we'll be back with uh, more talk with uh, Jason from Bad Acid Cult. This track is called "The Tower of Laja." You're listening to it on the Sound on eighty nine point five KQAL.
That was The Tower of Laja. That is from Bad Acid Cult. That's from their um, double album that's coming out uh, based on the um, Nintendo Entertainment System game Ninja Gaiden, otherwise known as uh, Ryu Kenden in Japan. Is that, did I say that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. I can pronounce some things. Um, so uh, we have uh, uh, Jason from Bad Acid Cult in the studio with us today. Um, let's see. We've talked about uh, playing live, uh, the transition from like analog rock band into uh, uh, electronic music and MIDI. Um, I just, I've got a question for you about that because like I've tried a few kind of MIDI things mm -hmm. and oh my God, I just end up pulling my hair out and throwing at the wall like <laughs> it's so frustrating for me you know and i don't know why it's just like i can't get it to sound not stiff right how do you get it you know i listen to your tracks and it sounds natural it doesn't sound like like mine it sounded all mm -hmm. herky jerky when i tried to do stuff like how do you how do you do that well is there a magic potion or something what, <laughs> like pixie dust i don't know i you know the funny thing is for me is uh a lot of sweetening of stuff like uh -huh. uh, I'll, I'll play a piece and then it'll be like well that sounds a little like too abrupt you know uh -huh, so right. like, if i uh filter it through using like like real reverb or or just kind okay. of like and then kind of overdub stuff and then uh choosing different patches and, and plugins to kind of um there's a lot of menu cert, uh, cycling. I'll say that much. Yeah, I'll be like, uh, I'll, I'll set a, a, a phrase on repeat and just sit there for you know a good like two or three hours, just going through going patches through. and be like, yeah, uh, mm, yeah. Well, that was good. No, no. <laughs> and then I mean, because like the, the the amount of different like uh, synthesizers that I have on my computer ridiculous you know and mm -hmm. i keep getting more because i'm like oh that's a neat plug right right i'm gonna download that one and then um you know and then the cycle continues because then when i find uh actual like synthesizer sound that i need or, or like i'm like what would it sound like with distortion what Ooh, would it sound right. like with reverb mm -hmm. what what if i put a phaser on there what if i put a comb filter on it right. you know like and and, and like <laughs> so i can sit there on one synth part for like you know like two days you know mm -hmm. uh, at least right yeah 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 and then what what is always fun is then when you turn on all the other tracks and be like okay let's hear it with the bass and the drums and you're like oh god it sounds like it sounds like crap oh i just wasted two hours and then he like strip off all the stuff that you just put on it and be like i think it'd be good with just a little bit of reverb <laughs> but you know that goes back to what we were talking about before like you know um expect to fail and expect things and you know work mm -hmm. or not work but there's two choices there work or not work sometimes it doesn't work and sometimes you got to keep going you know yeah and also um get a get a few different opinions too because mm -hmm. uh a after many years of being in uh live rock and roll and heavy metal bands mm -hmm. like my ears uh they're 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 the level of um registry has definitely gone down mm -hmm. like uh i always defer to benny sweat on a lot of my mixes and be like hey give this a, a listen to right. what needs to go up what needs to go down what what hurts you uh, you, you know sonically <laughs> right. and what makes you feel good yeah yeah and uh, also i i have this thing where i you know um and i'm i know a lot of other musicians do this too where i'll listen to a track that i just did on like multiple different uh devices you know like uh -huh. okay I'll, yeah yeah I'll, I'll listen to it on a you know a set of really crappy you know computer speakers and like mm -hmm. on a phone and yeah. on through my entertainment system and then mm -hmm. then the car test is the big one yeah the car yeah, yeah car like, stereo does it bump in my car uh -huh. yeah there was a couple of tracks on this new album where um that i did I don't, I don't have a subwoofer in my studio set setup because mm -hmm, right. I also, you know, I produce this in my apartment. Right, so you can't get too loud. Yeah, probably, yeah, right. Yeah, and I especially do your working cans. hours are probably yeah. like all hours of the night and day, right? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like quiet time at my apartment's like ten o'clock. You know, uh, before uh, moving up to Winona, I had I would lived in two houses, so it didn't really matter. Right, you know, I could go off until the late hours. Of course, you know, within reason because there is still technically neighbors yeah but um yeah now that i've been producing mostly through my headsets um 
you know, you don't really don't hear mm. a lot, uh, some of the. I need to get a good set of uh, studio headphones to yeah. be honest, because I, yeah. I I've been working with a set of Bose. You know what I found that I really love. Um, they're, in fact, the behind the cat in the cabinet behind you, I've got some. Uh, they're made by Vic Firth. Ooh. They're for drummers. Yeah. And um, oh my gosh, they like you cannot hear anything in the room. Wow. And no one that sound that's going in your ears, it's silent in the room. Like oh, wow. it does not escape those headphones. Like nice. They're really cool and they're cheap. They're like seventy five bucks or something. <sighs> yeah. And they're deal. just phenomenal, like studio headphones, because they don't make any sound. The mic is not going to pick up the headphones. That's amazing. And uh, yeah, I just absolutely love them. I got them for uh, live gigs here, mm-hmm. because you know you're recording a live band and it's loud in there. You can't hear through, you know, like the Sony's that we're wearing. They're great headphones for the studio, but yeah, in a live situation, they they're useless. You know, so yeah, just a little, <laughs> not really a plug, but I mean, that's just, it's just cheap gear that works. So. Yeah. Well, I, I'm all for the cheap gear that works. Exactly. Like, yeah, there's a lot of people here. would be like, well, you need to get the $3,000 right. in right. Like, no, you don't really, you know, there's right. always another option that it mm-hmm. works as yeah. good. That's going to be less money. I mm-hmm. mean, granted, there is some companies that there a reason why they're that, you know, uh, high of quality, but also what is the application you know what I mean? right right exactly yeah. you know there's so many factors like where now that you're producing with headphones mm-hmm. um has that changed like say you know spending two days on a synth part you know with different filters and plugins has that changed your, the way you work that way like is it quicker does it or maybe you hear more so you're like three days on the part instead of two or, <laughs> well you know. I, I i generally always start working with headphones on specifically okay and then once i get to a, sp- a, a, a part where i'm like okay i think i've gotten because you know if i feel like with my headphones on i'm a little bit more surgical on that mm-hmm. stuff where i can p- pick right. things up a little bit right. uh better but then hearing the mix coming through speakers then you there's some things that we're clear in the mix that kind of get pushed back, you know. Okay, right. Um, so we're like, oh god, that that doesn't sound nearly as good um, through these speakers. But then I also have to kind of realize too what what format they're coming through, because like mm-hmm. on you know if I stream a, a track from my computer onto like say my Apple TV, my mm-hmm. Apple TV has this thing where it like equalizes the loud and the soft, oh, you know. Right. Because there's really a lot of times where I'd be watching movies and like the 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 dialogue's really quiet. Yeah, but the then, action is huge, yeah, you know, and yeah, it's like because yeah. I'm constantly flipping the uh-huh. uh, uh, volume up and down, but having that uh, equalize uh, loud noises kind of like um, keeps it helps it consistent. Watching, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to worry about like um, freaking out the neighbors that way, right? And uh, so a lot of times where I'll I'll listen to that and just see what it does to mm-hmm. the music, and it does kind of flatten it quite a bit. Right. Um, but that's also a, a good avenue to just see how it kind of, you know, what it will do to the mix. And like, like I was uh, going to say, I, I brought the new album and I took it on a road trip and I listened to it through my car speakers. Mm-hmm. And there's some tracks where like, I didn't realize how beautifully deep, beautifully deep the bass was. Nice. I mean, it was just like, it was like, I felt like my, my heart was starting to match the beat. It's like, oh, cool. Ooh. Right, right. And I was like, I could kind of feel it running through my bones. And I don't even have a subwoofer in my car. So wow. I was like, okay, this sounds pretty That's good. Gonna do the trick. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bass heads out there will approve. Right? I'll cool, be cool. Making sweet love to the speakers when it comes out of it. Yeah, yeah. My neighbor will be out there shaking his fist at people driving by, you know. <laughs> Turn that down. <laughs> You're rattling the fine china. Right. <laughs> Oh, well, we're in the studio today with uh, Jason from Bad Acid Cult. Uh, we're uh, playing some tracks off his new uh, double album that's going to come out. Um, this next one, I don't I don't know if it's on the double album. Um, uh, sea of Japan. Is that one an older track? That's or? an older track, yeah. Okay. That, okay. It has not been officially released on any um, albums so far. I just uh, put it out on YouTube. Um, like, as of late, um, a lot of my work I kind of – put it out on youtube for the simple fact that they don't have upload limits okay i I was using soundcloud for a long time but you can only upload so much before they want you to have a pro account and then the pro account gets billed you know monthly you know or or however and i wasn't really seeing a lot of 
good results. And then when you went off of a pro account, all the stuff that you've uploaded gets, you know, wiped away, wiped. Uh, which sucks. Yeah. So I was like, eh. and like, I, I kind of want to save my Bandcamp page as where I put out like actual albums. Okay. So mm-hmm. like most of the, my single work, which will eventually get collected into an album, uh, I've been putting out via YouTube. So, cool. um, yeah. And that's actually via my personal, uh, youtube channel, channel. so okay. it's like jason j robertson or something like okay that. cool or just, if you just type in badass occult yeah should be i found it right away on youtube doing that yeah so, so yeah. no like and subscribe you know that's cool yeah. like comment if you want to you know i feel like that's the buzzword the comment yeah. button below follow you know? like and subscribe you know <laughs> and i'll make sure that I, this is my oath as a YouTuber is that I will uh-huh. never go on and uh, waste your time by saying, hey, man, sorry it's been a long time since I've uploaded, <laughs> but right. like I had all this personal stuff going on in my life, blah, 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 20 minutes of expo- uh, exposition yeah. later. Okay, so let's get into the tutorial, guys. Right. You know, right. Oh. It's like, dude, I just Googled this 10 minutes ago. I didn't even know he existed. I don't care that you were <laughs> gone for three months. <laughs> You know, like I just oh want to know yeah. how to how to hook up this this yeah. outlet, yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Oh my god, oh man. So yeah, Sea of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've completely dovetailed from what we were actually talking about, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like uh, this one was. I don't know how I. I found a a, a Kodo drum plugin, mm-hmm. and that just sounded that's really like just vibrant you yeah know? that's and what drew me into this track yeah yeah, yeah. it's like that, that big booming bass and mm-hmm. uh like i i uh gave a uh, a copy of this track to one of my buddies who was going to like uh, a three door uh, three day festival and I, I guess that was like their it became like their end of the night track where they're, oh, nice. they're like kind of winding down uh-huh. you know it's more like so it was, you know having a lot of different influences like you know being a fan of uh, industrial and and um hip-hop and trip-hop and mm-hmm. and all this stuff kind of kind of comes out in my my work because i have a hard time really like you know pigeonholing where my stuff sits right on well, on a genre you know you want to keep it open right so you well, can yeah. do whatever you want really oh uh, you hear you that know? from every single band they'll be like well we don't really like to use labels you know <laughs> right. like our stuff kind of transcends labels you know, like, and then it's like every song's exactly the same they're kind yeah, of pretty ACDC much. that yeah, way yeah, you know? like, like, oh, yeah 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 yeah, like, ACDC labeled or genre defying right there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's as it, my buddy Rick Paw said, "Is it's all rock and roll to me, man." Nice. <laughs> it's like it, it's oh. all electronic music to me. Oh, I love Rick. <laughs> yeah, I got, if you ever want a a uh, a uh, university level dissertation on, oh. on the genre of rock and roll, uh-huh. you talk to that man. Yeah. He will he will teach you things. Definitely, yes. definitely. Um, well, let's get into the track. This is uh, Sea of Japan from Bad Acid Cult. We're talking with Jason from Bad Acid Cult uh, today in the studio. Uh, here it is. Check it out. This is Sea of Japan right here on The Sound on 89.5 KQAL. <laughs> Thank you. 
that was Sea of Japan from Bad Acid Cult. And uh, we have Jason from Bad Acid Cult in the studio with us today uh, talking about a double release that he's got uh, based on the uh, Nintendo Nintendo Entertainment System game uh, Ninja Gaiden uh, 1 and 2. So there's two albums kind of matching that. Um, So, Jason, you said that those will be available via, like, YouTube mostly, right? Well, the the, the double album will be on Bandcamp. Okay, cool. So it'll say... Pay what you want, but don't pay me anything. I don't want a single cent for either of these. Right. A, um, I basically did these as a kind of a tribute to my buddy who passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, these games were like uh, really big for us, you know, uh, back in the day. That's how we became homies. Right. And um, I just kind of want, wanted to do this for fun. Um, and, and it turned out so good that I was like, mm-hmm. well, I want to release these. Right. But also since they're re- all remixes too, I like, I didn't want it or, you know, or reimaginings. Right. Yeah. Um, they were just because if you, if you heard, uh, the original s- tracks from the vi- video game, they're, you know, eight bit sound, right. you know, kind of yeah. chip tune where yeah. this are a little bit more fuller and mm-hmm. I've used some more acoustic kind of sounding instrumentation mm-hmm. in terms of like drums and, uh, although um, the majority of it is like electronic music, but it's more contemporary stuff, mm-hmm. uh, sounds that I kind of went with. Um, so yeah, those will be released on Bandcamp on the 22nd of April. Um, both free albums and, and like, and if you feel the need to make any kind of financial contribution, if you feel guilty, be like, oh, I've just downloaded two and a half hours worth of free music. I feel bad. You know, like if you want to make a contribution to a, a cancer research foundation, mm-hmm. sort of like the American Cancer Society or anything like that, that would be cool. If you wanted to make a donation in the name of Robert uh, Neville Neal which was my buddy's name. I'll, I'll put all that information on the album description when it gets nice. released. So cool. um, that would be greatly appreciated, uh, especially because I think we all have had, uh, in one form or another, our friends or family have mm-hmm. been affected by yeah. uh, this kind of stuff and anything we can do to kind of further the research to get people uh, healthy and uh, safe as quickly as possible in the future right. would be most appreciated right right totally well i think it's a beautiful tribute i think it's a it's a super cool um um as you said reimagining i like that term that that really fits and it's just yeah really cool um before we get into the last track here uh how can fans find out about live shows because you've had quite a year it sounds like yeah yeah um generally uh if you go to facebook and look up badass occult I, I think it's like facebook.com slash badass occult okay um and then i don't think i have a instagram presence or a twitter presence yet but be, at the time of this recording and i'm now thinking about it and will probably do it mm-hmm. right. <laughs> just just because you know like not everybody has a facebook account anymore yeah and like instagram's kind of more of, uh taken over i know uh twitter's mm-hmm. a wasteland in my opinion but yeah you know um <laughs> but yeah generally i i announce stuff via my facebook page okay, you cool. know in terms of performances and stuff right. um yeah now that the, the world's opening back up i'm hopefully going to be playing some venues, if so, there's a little hint out there, all you people are looking to book a electronic artist, you need to get a hold of me. Uh, Jason J. Robertson at gmail.com. Yeah, give me a shot there, buddy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'll, so I got some slots open mm-hmm. cool. uh, to, to play if anybody needs, you know, a good 45 minutes to an hour of material, I can provide it. Awesome. But yeah, Facebook, Badass Occult. All right, cool. That's my my main avenue of communication right now. Excellent, excellent. Well, look it up. Facebook, uh, Badass Occult. Uh, Check out Bandcamp. Um, Did you say April 22nd? April 22nd. Okay, excellent. So so it's available now. Okay. Um, We're pre-recording this, folks, so we just figured out what day it was. (laughs) We are manipulating space-time as it is. So it, it just came out. So hopefully all the things I was talking about that I was thinking about doing have happened already. (laughs) If not, hey, I'm only human. I'm one guy. Right. Or we can always go back and uh, change it. 
That's right? true. I yeah. mean, that's the beauty of uh, time travel. That's true. Yeah. I, it's a little known fact that uh, we in the entertainment industry do control space and time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we totally do. I mean, we're broadcasting this from the past. Yeah. And you're hearing it in the, well, what is the future to us? Yeah. And what, in your from your perspective, we're in the past. So, I mean, yeah, it's... It's complex. There's a lot of quads per channel. I don't think you guys need to worry about that there. There's a lot of quantum physics involved. You really, it's going to blow your mind. We'd rather not blow your mind today. Yeah, because it makes a mess. It makes a mess all over the floors and the walls (laughs) and everything. Speaking of which, this next track, Dirty Floors. Yep, we're going to close this one out (laughs) with something a little hardcore. There's a a movie from the 80s starring Weird Al Yankovic Mm -hmm. uh, called uh, UHF. And there's a character who you may recognize as uh, uh, a certain Kramer from Seinfeld. Uh-huh. Uh, he played a janitor in that movie, and he had some of the greatest lines of all cinematic history. So I, I lifted a few of those uh, to kind of talk about not having to settle for having dirty floors. You just clean that right up. Right. And if you can't take it anymore, just you run to that window and you'd say, I'm mad as heck. And these dirty, right. f- these floors are dirty as heck, and I'm not going to take it anymore. All right. Well, let's check it out. This is it. This is Dirty Floors from Bad Acid Cult. Uh, Jason, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me, Bill. Yeah, for sure. We'll uh, we'll have you back um, when you release more stuff. Um, love it. Welcome to uh, Minnesota. Yeah, it's, it's so, been uh, it's been nice. Minnesota nice so far. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this is it. This is Dirty Floors from Bad Acid Cult. You're listening to it on The Sound right here on 89.5 KQAL. George, my friend, he gave me this model. It's a pretty good model. It's not as good as my first model. I miss my first model. But this is still a good model. Sometimes you just have to take what life gives you. Because life is like a model. And sometimes life gets full of dirt, crud, bugs, and hairballs and stuff. You, you, you gotta clean it out. You, 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 you gotta put it in here and rinse it off and start all over again. And and sometimes, sometimes life sticks to the floor so bad, you know, a mop, a mop, it's not good enough, it's not good enough. You, you gotta get down there like with a toothbrush, you know, and you gotta, you gotta really scrub together. You gotta get it off, you gotta really try to get it off, but if that doesn't work, if that doesn't work, you can't give up. You gotta, you gotta stand right up, you, you gotta run to a window and say, hey, these floors are dirty as hell, and I'm not gonna take it anymore. Thanks again to Jason Robertson of Bad Acid Cult for joining us tonight on The Sound. The new double album and more can be found on Bandcamp.com. For more deep dives into local and regional albums, tune into The Sound every Wednesday night at 6 right here on 89.5 KQAL. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we've just heard from Jason Robertson of Bad Acid Cult on The Sound. Thanks for listening to The Sound. The Sound is produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us online at kqal.org. Theme music for the sound provided by Mike Terrell of Fires of Denmark.